This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky here at St. John Vianney Parish in uh, fabulous Fairmont, Minnesota. It's a wonderful morning to be with you. Kind of getting to the end of our show, but uh, very excited for our next guest who's going to be speaking about the Pregnancy Care Center here in Fairmont. Uh, So uh, our next guest is uh, Bob Charnicky, and he'll uh, be telling us all about that. So would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, You've given my name. I'm... uh how do I describe it? I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a married man. My wife, Janet, also works with me. We've got uh, three adult children, ten grandchildren, a couple Beautiful. of them of adults. In fact, one getting married here in a couple months. Um, been uh, involved in Fairmont most of my life. I live part of the time out in the East Coast, part of the time in another community. But been, this is kind of my hometown. In fact, this is my church uh, that I grew up in and school that I went to for grade school. So There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so uh, you're you're very involved with pregnancy uh, center here in town, Options Pregnancy Center. Uh, would you tell us a bit about uh, your uh, uh, a bit about what that is, what Options is? All right. How about if I first tell you what we are not? There you've, you go. You've heard, the, you've heard the major media talking. So not all of them, but most right. of them. Uh, we do not lie and deceive with women that we. And we don't dump them once the baby is born. We continue to care for them. So those are basically right, right. the misinformation that's out there. Right. Um, basically, we're an we're a, a interdenominational uh, nonprofit um, serving quite a broad area. And we provide the, the peer counseling, the education, the information, um, helping moms uh, become good parents. Or sometimes they have to make that important decision. Are they going to carry a pregnancy to term? Um, possibly they're looking at adoption. Uh, we want to be that information resource so that they can make the decisions they have to make. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, um, wh- how did uh, how how long has Options been here? Uh, how did it get started? Sure. Um, actually, it's been here since 1984. So wow. we've been around a while. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, a local mom um, back in the 80s. Abortion was still quite dominant yeah. and. Uh, there was a local mom that uh, had a, I don't know if it was her teenage daughter or a teenage girl that she was familiar with that didn't want an abortion. She wanted to carry her baby, but she found there was no support services in the community. So she started talking and uh, got a group of people together, um, medical, business people, um, religious people of different faiths. Mm-hmm. And uh, they organized and they first came out as a crisis pregnancy center or uh, caring pregnancy center. And... Um, started a very small office and actually right across the hallway from a Planned Parenthood office at the time. (laughs) And uh, it's been going ever since. So it was a response to a need and uh, our community responded. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's been around that long, uh, that really shows that there's both a need and and the support in the community for it. Right. So uh, how did you first get involved? Um, That's got a little different. you know, I I was I never really uh, I was probably always been pro life, but I really didn't understand it. I never really had the exposure to it, so mm-hmm. I really never got too involved. But my wife actually started working at Caring Pregnancy Center was the name of the, at that time, and so I learned more and more. Um, I was working for one of the local counties, um, social services. Uh, okay, 
and um, doing a lot of grant writing and everything. And, and uh, they try, but there's two things wrong. They're kind of county governments and government in general is pretty inefficient with money. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's only so much you can do. People, you know, I enjoyed helping people, but I knew there was a faith piece that was missing hmm. that as a government employee is not part right, of their, exactly, their yep. work. Um, so I started looking around thinking, well, maybe I can do something different. And uh, I really hadn't thought about the pregnancy center until my wife commented, well, you know, we've got a director that's leaving and we're looking for a new director. And I thought, mm. Mm, well, okay, <laughs> we'll apply for that. <laughs> and uh, um, so I came in and uh, met with the, uh, did my application, met with the board. And um, I know a couple of them couldn't figure out, well, why would we have a man in a pregnancy center? Oh. It's all ladies. And I explained, well, half your clients should be men. It does take two. And, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, surprisingly, I got the job without really knowing a whole lot of what I was getting into. Uh, <laughs> But um, it's been a it's been a very interesting journey since then, and uh, in fact, I've been this twenty as of October October first. It was twenty two years. Wow! So, um, uh, options pregnancy center. We're now called it used to be caring pregnancy center. We changed the name to options, but um, we're kind of unique in that I'm only the third director since nineteen eighty four. Wow! Yeah, so, I'd say so. Yeah, uh, that's a that's quite a quite a. Quite a great thing to be able to do that and to, and to, uh, to provide that kind of long-term um, planning and, and all those sorts of things. Uh, the, you, you said a, you were kind of involved with county social services before. Right. How did that kind of kind of help or, or, or anything? Or um, did it help, I guess? It, it, yeah, it did. I, I, I learned a lot about, you know, I was working at a, a, um, for juvenile mental health mostly. Okay, yeah. And learned a lot about how people you know, some of their problems, some of their issues, how they think. Um, I learned a lot about financing because I was doing a lot of grant writing mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I knew how, how some of that all worked together. Uh, I enjoyed working with the young people and I, I didn't necessarily enjoy working with county governments and stuff, <laughs> but I enjoyed working with the kids and um, and I thought, you know, I wanted to continue. I wanted to continue working in some type of social service environment, but I wanted to be able to bring a faith element into it. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that nonprofits could be a whole lot more efficient with the resources. Uh, right. When I learned about options, um, they were struggling financially, just like just like most every other nonprofit out there, right? <laughs> and, and, and I guess maybe I wanted to challenge my life at that time. And I thought, well, what can we do? Can we make this, um, uh, you know, su- sustainable so that we weren't uh, always having to check the mail every day to see if we could pay another bill? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we wanted to be, and we have gotten there. We've um, or on a solid basis now, and I feel good about that. It's, um, and we do some great work in town. We have some expanded programs from what we used to do. Uh, they change frequently. I mean, as, as, as the social climate changes, we have to change what we do. Um, it's not so much uh, giving away everything now to anybody that needs a handout, but um, we do a lot more educational type things. Uh, we have a, a very successful um, Earn While You Learn program uh, that we well, it's actually based on um, sleep safely programs. Uh, earn a crib, so mm-hmm. um, we have gals that come in and uh, they want to earn a new crib for their baby. Um, they meet with a, one of our peer counselors for about six hours, six sessions, uh, learning everything about uh, childcare. Well, about their pregnancy first of all, and then about childcare, about um, uh, shaken baby syndrome, about you know, oh, all right. these yeah. important things yeah. like this. And at the end of the time, we give them a brand new crib and mattress, and um, sometimes we even go help them set it up if need be and deliver it or whatever. 
Uh, we do about 35 cribs every year. It's wow. 35 brand new cribs that we give out. And, um, yeah, that's been a very successful program. Uh, you know, our goal is to see zero crib deaths in, in our service area. And I oh, yeah. think we're very close to that. So, in fact, maybe we've even reached that. So, um, yeah, like I say, that's a very successful, but it, part of it is they earn the crib. They they do a little edu- put a little effort into it, a little education, yeah, and um, then we get them a new crib. So, well, great. Yeah. So, um, the, the crib program, uh, fortunately, right now I have been able to fund part of that or most of that with a grant from the state of Minnesota. Mm. E- even though some of Minnesota seems to be anti pro anti pro life or whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, but there is a grant program called Positive Alternatives Grant, and we've been part of that for a number of years now, and we use that to help fund our crib program. Um, uh, even people who are pro-abortion can't argue about a crib for a baby to be right exactly so, yeah um, yeah absolutely and, and that's been very positive and very successful um we just ordered two more cribs last night so <laughs> wonderful wonderful oh uh, yeah. uh, we'll uh we're coming up on a break here shortly but uh, uh before we go to the break i guess uh i'd like to ask what uh like you said you've been with options for for 22 years right right uh what sort of uh challenges have you faced along the way um you know we we were in such a supportive community we really have not had a lot of challenges uh maybe some of um apathy is probably the biggest thing you Uh, know uh, you know some of the churches some of the people they just kind of you know well we don't have an abortion center here we just kind of let some of this go and it's just not important uh, um the the, uh, roe v wade uh situation i think is actually going to be the a big boost for um, the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Um, people are talking again, right? And, and that the worst thing was when they stopped talking about about abortion, right? Yeah. And, and now they're talking about it, and uh, hopefully people will keep the you know conversations going. And it may take a couple more generations before we see a big change, but I think it'll happen. Um, I think uh, the we may we may never outlaw abortion completely. But I think we can make it um, undesirable, and that's probably our goal: is to just take the need for abortion, the desire for abortion, away. Yeah. And if we can give these services and support, and they may just see, why do I need that? I can get the help I need. Right. So. You said something interesting about uh, apathy, like you said, of the you know a, uh, a smaller town uh, mm-hmm. like Fairmont, and people saying, "Well, we don't we don't have an abortion clinic here in town, so why do we need a pregnancy care center?" So, what was kind of your your answer to those people and <laughs> things like that, right? Well, when, yeah. When I hear that, I say, "Well, maybe we don't have an abortion clinic here, but we still had nine abortions in Morton County last year, mm-hmm. and it's happening, and it's yeah. happening in our churches, in our schools, in our community, um, and we have to be aware." And uh, maybe we can help those nine people. We're working on it one one woman at a time, and hopefully we get there to the point where we have zero abortions in our market area. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That it's a wonderful thing to to hope and pray for and and, uh, and work towards as well. Um, just uh, just wonderful to because again, I can I can see people I can see people saying that that uh, well this is. A small area, but even even those nine abortions, right? Those are nine nine babies that could be here with us today, um, and in each and every life uh, is sacred and important. So, definitely worth uh, worth uh, worth working towards, right? Right. And if we can, we always look. If we can save one baby a year, we're we're successful. 
Um, you know, but I, that actually, the mother saves the baby. We just tell them the truth and hope that you know they right. let the Holy Spirit save the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, if you're just joining us. Uh, Nick Medelsky here in Fairmont, Minnesota at St. John Vianney Parish, uh, speaking with Bob Charnicky uh, from Options Pregnancy uh, Pregnancy Center here in town in Fairmont uh, about the wonderful work they do. Uh, stay tuned through the break, and we'll be speaking uh, more about some of, the, uh, some of the other initiatives they have here in the community. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. My name is Father Gabriel Wawahero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky here at St. John Vianney Parish in Fairmont, uh, Minnesota, speaking with Bob Charnicky from Options Pregnancy Center here in town about the wonderful work they do. And uh, during the break, Bob, you mentioned uh, a program that, uh, like you said, is is not, not as well publicized yet. It's still fairly new. Um, and uh, you said, well, maybe we can talk about this. Uh, absolutely, because it's, sure, it's sure. a really this, exciting program, so yeah, uh, go is, for it. And this is, you know, it's uh, what I've been very involved in the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, it's kind of exciting to me. Um, recognizing some of our the young ladies we were working with were living in less than ideal situations 
um, to the point some were actually living in their car. Um, a couple of them were living, one or two were living in campers, um, living with some guy that really wasn't their, you know, the partner they wanted to be with, right. but provided the right. place to stay. Yeah. And uh, we thought we can do better. A community can do better than that. And as I started doing a little research on it, I did find one study that was quite interesting. Um, people, you know, oftentimes you see studies of why people have an abortion. Mm-hmm. And they kind of dug down a little further in that, and they came up with the number about 19% of abortions are because of homelessness or housing instability. Wow. And I thought, that's far too many. Yeah. And so what could we do? Um, and as we talked about it, and we started exploring the idea of a group home, uh, someplace, it meant not to be a permanent home, but a transitional right, home. Right, right. Um, and then eventually we moved to the idea of apartments and uh, we were able to lease a block of four apartments um, for a very very reasonable rate uh, unfortunately they were in disrepair and we spent many many hours many volunteer hours um, cleaning them renovating them painting them uh, totally furnished them um, and I furnished them to the point where there's dishes in the cupboard there's books on the oh, shelf wonderful. and blankets wonderful. on the bed everything uh, so it's it's a home, right? right. Not just somebody, a, not just a room. <laughs> right. um, somebody can come off the street. There'll be a basket of personal care products in the bathroom, and um, we even have people that, uh, if they know where somebody's moving in, they go out to the grocery store and buy some basic groceries. So mm. they have food that day. Well, we set this up, and we we promoted it more as um, housing because we wanted them to to learn some skills to make them better at being able to live on their own. Uh, we talk about budgeting, we talk about homemaking, um, we talk about how to get along with the landlord, how to find a, a decent place to live, right. um, figure out their financing, are they getting um, government benefits, are they looking for a job or whatever, um, work all that into it. So when a young lady comes in, uh, and they get referred from various places, um, uh, they meet with you know, one of our client advocates at the center that does an intake, and if it looks like a good possibility, then we bring a committee together of board members that becomes a, their kind of their mentor committee, um, and we do all this within about like 24 hours to 48 hours. Mm, uh, wow. they, they meet with a gal and try to get her into um, the program, and then uh, she gets into an apartment. Then we have another staff person that meets with them, starts to, you know working out a schedule to do some life skills. Um, and it goes quite well. Uh, of course, these apartments are free. They don't they don't pay rent. Mm-hmm. They don't pay utilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why it's a chance for them to save up some money to eventually yeah. get into an apartment right. of their own. It's very difficult. If you don't have money, even a low-rent place, you still right. have to have yeah. a deposit. You have to have utilities. And so that works well. First year, we've had some ups and downs. We've had a few that just didn't quite work out. But that part of that was our learning experience. Um, mm. One of my favorites, I... Uh, I had talked to one of the churches about this program, and she ran into me the next day and said, I, you know, she asked about the program. I thought she was asking to be a volunteer. And, oh, wow. Uh, well, anyway, she moved in, and very um, driven person. It didn't take long before she had a full-time job with benefits. Um, in a few, wow. few months, was able to find a home or a house that... Uh, would be suitable for her. She could afford the rent. Um, her children had been in foster care. She was able to regain her children. Wow. Um, uh, not too many months later, I saw her baptized in one of the local churches. And, oh, beautiful. And, so, very positive. Um, yeah. Currently, we have six people living in the apartments um, with various uh, 
difficulties that they were undergoing. One was mm-hmm. sleeping on the yeah. floor in a basement. Uh, um, wow. uh, we've got somebody else that uh, uh, we'll be talking with, um, I think, tomorrow or Thursday. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Other people take care of that, but uh, right. we may have another coming in. Um, we just want to be able to help these women make that that move from homelessness or housing instability to permanent uh, housing where they can raise their children and without fear of being on the street again. And um, it's been very positive. Um, we call the program Second Story uh, simply because it's on the second floor of the bu- a bu- oh, a building. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, and it was quite interesting. I, um, uh, we didn't have a name for it, but I just kept referring to the Second Story as we were working, doing all the work on it. And I and a stick, second story. And, and what I know, and I was talking to them, telling they were helping a little bit with the project. I was telling them about it, and as soon as I said second story, they both just lit up. And oh. So, yeah, that's the name. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we don't necessarily give the location of it. Because right, right. Yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah. we get abused, uh, you know, women that are dealing with abuse. Yeah. And uh, we do have security doors and everything like this mm-hmm. to keep them safe. and. Mm-hmm. Um, give them shelter while they kind of get their lives back in order. And yeah. so. Wow, what a beautiful program to be able to run and uh, and be able to, to offer that, give them a chance for a second story, right? Right. Um, so that's just wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, if you're just tu- tuning in now, uh, speaking with Bob Charnicky of Options Pregnancy Center here in Fairmont, Minnesota, shows as you said at the start of the sh- uh, our segment together right that uh you know it's not uh not just about the baby or just about the giving birth and dumping the them right you know right that running a program like this shows that like you said sometimes there's you know everything's out of order and uh, a mom just needs a few months or however long it is to get things together save up enough like you said even for the uh for the uh, the uh, low-income uh, housing and stuff like that, you still needed a deposit and things like that. So uh, giving them a chance to, to get things in order so that they're set up to succeed, right, and have the opportunity to raise their kids in a safe environment and, and all those sorts of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Just fantastic. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention, um, and maybe we'll talk about it after uh, after we get the preview for tomorrow's show, but it's 12 Baskets, uh, which is kind of a unique way to help fund the Pregnancy Center um and uh yeah we'll we'll talk about that after we uh go up to fargo for the preview so uh fargo when you're ready go ahead and take it away with the preview for tomorrow's show on the next presence live wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m central karen Selensky and father craig holcalter are your hosts coming to you live from saint anne's catholic church in bismarck north dakota they'll be talking with dr mike taylor about college students who are serving those at saint bernard's mission school And Eileen Mann will be sharing about how her Catholic faith has impacted her life. All this and much more is coming on the next Her Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Well, thank you for that preview for tomorrow's show. Sounds like a great one. I'll make sure to tune in, and I'm sure you will, too. Uh, As I kind of mentioned before we uh, went for the preview for tomorrow's show, uh, 12 Baskets. Okay, 12 Baskets. That's about, about 15 years ago. Um, I was actually in another community, and I saw a thrift store, and they had a sign in the window that um, I happened to—I had been in the store, and I realized they ran almost entirely volunteers. But they had a sign in the window how much money they gave to their particular mission that they were doing, mm. 
it was almost dollar for dollar our annual budget. <laughs> and so, talk about a sign. Right? Yeah, talk to our board and said we could make this happen, and um, we set up uh, the store. We we kind of did it a little bit differently. We it, it is a thrift store to make funds for supporting Options Pregnancy Center, but we also wanted it to be a job training center. Um, we were finding a lot of our clients were having trouble uh, finding a job, keeping a job. That, um, people that are people, you know, women that are pregnant oftentimes don't get hired. Uh, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, so we we included the very much of a job element into what we did. And um, uh, since then, it's just been uh, phenomenal. We've uh, moved to a larger location after about the first three years, and we could double the size of what we have now. Um, we uh, employ about 18 people. Um, usually a couple of slots are there for clients. We work a lot with uh, other programs in the community uh, in law enforcement and such as STS probation people. Um, we give away an enormous amount of things, but people are very supportive of the store, both in donations and in shopping. And it helps, you know, it, like I say, it helps support Options Pregnancy Center by a major portion of our budget it comes from from 12 baskets so if uh, people are in fairmont i know this reaches a lot of different areas we've stopped in fairmont just ask for 12 baskets people will probably tell you where it is without too much problem we're in a downtown uh downtown plaza main street and um uh yeah we just always love to love to see anybody stop in oh fantastic and if uh people uh people listening would like to to help um with options uh how would they get in touch okay um if you can find us on Facebook, uh, just op- or Options Pregnancy Center on Facebook, or you can reach currently as, as right at the right at the moment. Our website is down; we got corrupted by something, and so we don't have a website at them today. Uh, but um, they, if they reach out to us on Facebook, we can actually get our newsletter. We can uh, put them on the mailing list, get our monthly newsletter, and uh, uh, feel free to to ask questions on there and contact us from there. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, uh, Bob Chernecki of uh, Options Pregnancy Center. And thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Hope you have a blessed day. Uh, God bless your day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.